combat time. Another episode of Combat Time, where three friends talk about everything and anything Mortal Kombat related. And today, I'm joined by Josh. Hello, hello. And Yasin. Yo. <laughs> and, and today, and today, <laughs> we are going to dive into the fun parody that is a Street Fighter, the movie, the game. And even though this is not parody. Yeah, par- yeah parody. parody. I call it a parody. It, it is a parody of Street Fighter. I think a lot of people yes, would say that. Um, but even though that this is us diving into a game that is not Mortal Kombat related, it actually, in my opinion, is because it is a motion capture type game where they actually motion captured the fighters mm-hmm. and, in many cases, the original actors and actresses from Street Fighter the movie 1995, which, of course, came out the same year as The Greatest Story Ever Told, um, a.k.a. Mortal Kombat 95, <laughs> our favorite movie ever. So this game has some worthwhile history gameplay mechanics and um story like and story behind it to worth talking about and we want to do an episode on it so that's what we're going to do today and josh and yasin how are you guys doing hanging in there uh i i had a quick trip down to florida uh in the wake of uh the raging hurricane uh ian that coming up so i fled back up to georgia and i'm here now and uh it's cold it's fucking cold. It's wonderful. And, uh, it's, otherwise, it's I'm doing so okay. wonderful. It's I love great. cold so much. Kwai Lang is coming. <laughs> and so yeah. are you. Uh, I, I welcome Sub-Zero and all of his people to take over this world currently because I love the cold. Fuck that. I'm waiting for Scorpion to come save the day. <laughs> he, he's losing that battle. He's going to be losing that battle for like the next six months, dude. Just FYI. Um, based <laughs> on the clip I talked about... Uh, this movie will be out after the recording, but uh, yeah, I just saw I saw a little scorp, a little saw a little scorp in our. Uh, for me. I mean, you know he's gonna fucking show up. He's in the cast list. <laughs> I, I ain't looking no cast list. I don't even know. I, I I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm not even gonna say anything. So I'm talking about Mortal Kombat Snowblind, but we don't need to talk about that because the movie will be out by the time this episode comes yes. out. So I'll, I'll shove that aside. But otherwise, doing okay. okay. You seen? I'm doing all right. Uh, very tired, busy. Mm, how are you? Um, yeah. Well, you especially. Yeah. Getting married and all. So that's. Yeah. Thing. Oh, it, it, spoilers. Uh, we never said it in the podcast, but you seen here is getting Maybe fucking married. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Might be married by the time this episode. Re- no, I think. Actually, yeah, we'll be married yeah. by the time this episode comes out. So, yeah, man. Yeah. You'll be Mr. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think I kind yeah, of already yeah, am. Well, well still, <laughs> I mean, you seen congratulations either way. Congratulations to you and your future, and, and your and future every, wife. And, and, and all, our, all our fans, I know I, I spoke with someone recently that says he listens to every single one of our episodes, which blows me away. So, uh, you're out there. Uh Send a little, send a little good thoughts to you, seen you married man. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. But yeah. yeah, it's been a crazy week, and it's going to be 
a crazy month, so that's going to be a whole thing. But I did yeah. make time to play some Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Also, I always got, I always got to make time. But yeah, um, today we, uh, today, as I said before, we are going to be talking about Street Fighter, the movie, the game, and I will probably open this with that. This I played this game um, a long time ago um, in, um, in an arcade. I'd heard about it. It's kind of infamous a little bit, but. I didn't oh, yeah. really know. I didn't know how much I would end up kind of having fun with this game until I played it. And if anybody's listening, if anybody listening knows, we actually did a fight night not too long ago, um, on like on, like on mm-hmm. our Twitch stream where we played this game. And my dear, follow our Twitch channel. Yeah, follow way. our Twitch channel by the way. Twitch.tv slash Combat Time Pod. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> And we had a absolute blast after I got through some technical difficulties on my end, which was, you know, that's just me because I'm like, I'm a freaking boomer when it comes to computers sometimes. But I'm sorry for insulting you oh, with that, Jay. I did call oh, you. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. It's fine. Like, a, I feel bad about that. Multiple I, times. Like that was I like, felt like Jay was actually legit offended. No, by that, no, I Josh. No, no. But no. <laughs> well, let's have a therapy session right now. No, I mean, like, no, like, like <laughs> I, I will actively say I deserve to be called a boomer <laughs> sometimes. So it's fine. Like, it's fine by me. But once I did actually get to play this game, man, that game's a hoot. It's just a hoot. Um, it is. <laughs> I actually, I actually have a hoot. playing it. Um, I will say to start, like, I guess we could say, like, if we've actually played it before. Because, Jay, you said you played it for back yeah, then. Yeah, I did. It was a hoot back uh, then, too. Josh, did you play it before back then? I didn't. I knew about it. I've seen clips of it and, like, actually was like, wow, that, that uh, movement is very fluid. I'm thinking of the the the, the Fight Club uh, scene, uh, scenario, stage, where all the people are in the foreground, you know, yeah, yeah. their fists. Super smooth and fluid. I'm like, this looks cool, but I never played it. And I knew... I guess just based on word of mouth that it was uh, not a good game. but So this is the first time I, I played it with y'all, and I actually enjoyed it. But I have a weird mixed memory, which I don't know which is which, but I remember either hearing about it or seeing a, a, like a, a, maybe a snapshot of it or like maybe some images of it in a magazine when it was coming out, maybe. But for some reason, I thought I played it. But when I think about it now, it's like maybe I was thinking about <laughs> the Tiger Electronics <laughs> Street Fighter. Oh, Jesus, that's a big difference. <laughs> Which I, I don't can see know. that, though. Like, like the movements in that game, I mean, obviously it's a bit more advanced than that. But the movements <laughs> in that game are, are, are stiff. They're not that stiff. bad, Jay. They're not that uh, bad. If you want to hear stiff, uh, spoilers, I play the console version. Uh, also, which I was going to share with you guys, but I literally played it last night. Uh, mm. And boy, is that stiff. But uh, in comparison, the arcade version is lightning fast. Uh, and I would I would call it fluid. This is a very fast-moving, fluid game of punching and harukens and, uh, and all say- that. I would say it's a fast game. I don't know if I'd say if it's a yeah, fluid Yeah, I, I agree with you, Scene. It is definitely fast, but fluid, um, no. <laughs> Maybe compared to, to traditional Street Fighter. Well, I mean, like... But, well, yeah, 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 yeah. As we'll find, it's a weird hybrid of Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Because it doesn't play like Street Fighter. 
and it doesn't play like Mortal Kombat. It's its own. Yeah, yeah thing. it really can like it really kind of is its own uh, its own thing. But Josh, I slightly disagree. I think it plays a little bit more like Street Fighter than Mortal Kombat, but that's not saying much because it doesn't have like the fluidity of Street Fighter. But it does All have the moves. It does have the moves. It does have like combos that should work but then it just kind of goes overboard with it because they didn't actually bounce it out <laughs> then it has some yeah I, I i can hit you three times while you're in the air <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a special thing this game does is there's fucking cross-ups <sighs> cross cross-ups this is like fucking you you saw me i did that to you or like i i jumped in the air hit you yeah, five times and then yeah. threw you and then hit you again it's just like the 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 priority the hitboxes are just like very generous and i will it's, say and like yeah. and also the way that the frame rates flow is kind of weird too cuz there's so many times where josh if you threw me in the air I would be jumping towards you, and I could swear from the look on the screen, I'm still probably a foot away from you in the air, and then all this, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm in throw motion, and my head gets slammed on the ground, and you dropping to the ground and slamming my head is like three frames, and all of a sudden it's over, and I'm just sitting here like, what? What happened? I was in the air, and now I'm on the ground, and I apparently got thrown, and so like so, and that's just a lot that has to do with the motion capture of this game, because much like Mortal Kombat, it is a motion capture game. Um, obviously, well, I don't know if motion capture is the right term. It's not the correct term. It's uh, video video capture. capture? Motion capture is when you get the, well, motion capture is when you get the mocap or the best Mortal Kombat character ever suit. You get the mocap suit with the balls on on it. Yeah. Which is what they do for current games. But that, that's literally, yeah, video capture, I guess is what you would call it. Which is weird because I say motion capture when it is mocap, but it's actually labeled video capture, right? You, you've said it before in past episodes, and I think all of us did, or, or, or some of our guests have too, uh, and that's that's an incorrect statement. It's not motion capture. It is, yeah, video capture because they're they're not they're not capturing their their movements and feeding them into a three D model. They're literally just videoing okay. them and putting it on, on the thing. And I don't think that lends to why the game moves the way it does because you know Mortal Kombat One, very slow and clunky. Uh, this is. I think faster than any fucking Mortal Kombat 2D game I played, like neck and neck with three as far as speed. And this came out right around when three yeah. came out. Uh, it's just the way they programmed it, uh, which we'll learn, you know, who was behind the scenes in that. But yeah, video capture. And they, they did get the, the, the way they got them all is, uh, so I guess a little history that the, the company that did this, cause Capcom did not do no, this. They didn't. <laughs> yeah. Cap, Capcom. They're really enthusiastic, or I should say the, the uh, current president at the time, uh, Sujimoto, uh, full name, boop, 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 boop. I got my goddamn notes, and they're so long, so I'll just say his last name, Sujimoto. Uh, really love movies. He's really into, and he was really jazzed that they were making a fucking Street Fighter movie, and they were going to tie in movie game. So I think he was the only one that was real for it, but they contracted... Uh, a company called Incredible Technologies, uh, who is a small little company, and uh, maybe not so small because they're responsible for oh, <laughs> just a little series of games called Golden Tea. Mm-hmm. Yep, y'all. I've never yeah, heard. Go- of yeah, yeah. You but... see, if if you ever hang out in a bar, there's a Golden Tea game in there. In mm-hmm. fact, Jay, our fucking uh, British pub, you know yeah, the yep, one. They, do. they got a Golden Tea near the bathrooms yep. there. Yeah, they do. And, that's their 
That's their bread and butter. They also did apparently uh, now their bread. Apparently now their bread and butter is like casino games. Yeah, they they with the with the the evolution of arcade and you know electronic games, their most profitable thing yeah has been yeah casino games. Which <laughs> when me and Jay were in Vegas, I probably played some games that were developed by them. I guarantee yeah, you, you probably did. Uh, that's their thing. But they they also did a game a little a little game called Bloodstorm. Yep. Which is is notable because that's the game that Dan Pacina got in hot water for for doing the advertisement with them back in the day, where he he did the ad with him doing a split on two arcade two Bloodstorm arcade machines, <laughs> and it's a Dan Pacina switched to Bloodstorm. <laughs> so that that was a game that was developed by these wow. guys. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. But they they were little, and basically uh, they're based in guess what Chicago. Uh, yep. It's it's a weird parallel of, of them working on this game to John Tobias and Ed Boon and crew working on MK1. And they even said in interviews, they were like, they felt like they were competing in Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is the big guys. We're just little guys. And we have Capcom looking over our shoulder. And it's just funny to think about because Mortal Kombat was the small guys back when MK1 came out and they were competing with Street Fighter. But they are owned by Midway, a large company, where... Incredible Technologies is a very small company, so and and they just do outsourcing for for other companies, uh, and basically to fund their own projects like Golden Tea, which became their pretty much their bread and butter. But so the way they got to film these actors is, uh, while the movie was being filmed, they got to fly to fucking Australia and hang out on the crew, uh, filming the Street Fighter the movie. And basically, all the actors agreed to take some time out to do blue screen recording for this game. So basically, these well, little well, guys got to hang out in Australia. <laughs> not all the actors. Not no. all of them. Uh, uh, the the one that didn't uh, correct me if I'm wrong is only uh, Chun Li's actress, which uh, you've seen, you know her by heart, and I have her name, but I can't. No, Ming uh, no, was, was definitely there. Yeah, she was, yeah, there, she was there. But according to yeah. according to what I read, she was there. But she didn't get to show up for the videoing, and she actually completed her portion in Chicago. Whereas oh, okay. every, everyone else, except for T-Hawk's actor, apparently, who just didn't fucking show up. So that's why T-Hawk is in any version of the game. Uh, everyone else did it in Australia, but uh, so, uh, Chun-Li did it in Chicago. So from what I've what I saw, because, uh, well, my, my source is basically Matt McMuscle's yep. video. On the for the history of it, so apparently with T Hawk's actor, like as soon as they wrapped on the movie, he basically just emptied his trailer and bounced, bounced. Even though he agreed to do the motion capture, and I think at the time video capture was we should correct (laughs) video capture. Sorry, video. I keep seeing I'm doing again video capture, and I think they wanted to get like eight hours worth of of video footage. Or, or filming done for wow. each character. Eight hours. And I think so, just so they can get as much as they could. Because the thing is, like, they didn't... From what I... My, the impression that I got is that they kind of got, like, swept into doing it immediately. Like, because when they first got, you know, contracted to do it, they thought that they were doing... Or they were under the impression that maybe they're working on Street Fighter III. Uh, well, th- there's a story about that. I think they didn't know what they were doing at all. They just knew it was going to be yeah. from Capcom. Uh, the Street yeah. Fighter 3 thing came along. Down the road, one of the Capcom representatives 
incorrectly stated in like a uh, a US net for, US net forum that it was Street Fighter 3 and that that rumor carried around. So they right. they weren't going in thinking they were doing Street Fighter 3. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. But they did have video capture uh experience. They did some football uh, the football game and stuff like that. So they, they didn't know what they were doing, but it was for Capcom, so it must be big, right? Yeah. So then they 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 were sent to uh they were sent to Australia to, you know, film the actors while they were filming the movie. But they didn't really have a plan as to like how they were gonna use it. Cause they didn't really they were kind of going in blind. They didn't know they didn't have a really a little bit. too much of a plan. A little bit. So they just I think they just wanted to capture as much footage as they could and then figure it out later on. Yeah. But one hiccup that they had was that basically Jean Claude Van Damme stopped halfway through. And just oh, stopped. Okay, this is news. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, like he, like halfway through, like filming stuff for the game, he just stopped doing it or showing up because he's Jean Claude Van Damme. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense know. for Jean Claude Van Damme. That's interesting. I've heard varying things about that. So, the the, the big hang up I heard is that they were planning to go there and filming uh, in two weeks' time. So they're going to spend two weeks in Australia, but. They had a, a meeting, a little like informal meeting with uh, the movie producers and Capcom mm-hmm. representatives and Sujimoto was there and he made this big spiel about how Street Fighter makes so much fucking money and the movie's going to make so much fucking money and this game is going to make so... We're making money! And all the actors are looking at each other and their agents and being like, wait, we don't have an extra deal for this. This game's going to make money too? It's kind of like... Uh, that you know, Elizabeth Malecki and Dan Pacina with MK1 being like, "Hey, wait a minute, can we get more royalties?" So all these actors are like talking to the agents now and wanting to get extra royalties from the arcade game, which they should. That's their fucking you know, that's their livelihood. But it delayed yeah. them, and what turned into a planned two-week uh trip turned into six weeks. Uh, and Capcom graciously paid for the incredible technologies people to st- stay there for six more weeks. The story I heard about Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> it varies. Uh, let's see if I can find in my notes. Uh, so incredible technologies I should know is uh, headed by two people, a husband and wife team. Uh, and why can't I find my notes when I, I should make my notes fucking more uh, concise and not a book. <laughs> Okay, so it's uh, owned by Richard uh, Ditton or Dighton. I can't fucking two T's, so I don't know how to pronounce that. And Elaine uh, Hot Hey Hodson Hodskin. Jesus fucking Christ! Richard Dighton <laughs> and Elaine Hodskin, a couple, uh, a NASA, a former NASA software engineer and a biochemist, respectively. Pretty impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I don't think both of them were down there. I think Elaine was. Uh, but Elaine told a story about uh, she thought Jean-Claude Van Damme was very gracious. Out of all the people they photographed or videographed, he was the easiest to do because he's a martial artist and an athlete. And oh, yeah, yeah. he knew what to do. And he could hold a pose because a lot of the uh, stuff they did, they had to get a dude in there to hold somebody in a pose. And then they fucking edited him out for the footage. But Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah. he could fucking do a do a kick and hold it in place, and they photograph him just like that. 
but they said he was great. But what another person said was, is that he was a prick. <laughs> they said he was a drama queen. And the way that the, the people that videographed him got him to agree is they schmoozed him up and they complimented him and he ate it up. And I think that's what Elaine was observing. She said he was nice when he was getting his ego buttered up. And so mm-hmm. they, you know, do that. But apparently he was a, a prick, particularly on the film set. Cause, uh, I read, I read a incident where he was fighting Raul Julia's stunt double and Bison's hat kept falling off. And John Claude Van Damme eventually like threw down his hands and said, you fucking glue it or staple it under his head and then fucking call me. And he went to his trailer and he's, they said he drank, he went to his trailer and he just drank beer for an hour and wouldn't come out. Wow. That sounds like Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, which, that sounds like Jean-Claude Which Van also, Damme. you know, uh, even though they got Jean-Claude Van Damme, I mean, of course, we of course have to mention that M. Bison is a playable character in Street Fighter, the movie, the game, but that is absolutely not Raul Julia. For obvious reasons. Not yeah, Raul Julia. Not Raul Julia. Apparently he had been approached to do the motion capture, but he he he, he, had, a, he, he had entertained talking about it, but he was just way yeah. too sick at that point. Yeah, and it, it yeah, fell yeah. to his uh, stunt stunt actor for the movie. Um, so going back to, a little bit to the you know how the actors, a lot of the actors didn't know, you know, how to fight, and made it difficult. Like it made it difficult for the game and the movie. Um, and something I didn't realize until oh, I didn't. I maybe I knew it, but I forgot. Was that uh, a famous like kickboxer named Benny the Jet Arquides? He hmm. was the I guess he was the fight trainer on the movie. So he was basically training a lot of the actors to learn how to throw a punch, basically. No shit. Okay. But he was having a tough time because, like, none of them were, like, were actual fight. Like, well, it's incredible because for... they were all having to go through training for the movie at the same time, right? No, no. I'm, I'm talking about the movie. Oh, so oh, oh of, okay. They, he, he was the fight trainer for the movie. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's notable because he's... A kickboxer, but also he's done in a lot of movies in Hong Kong, and he's been in, in my opinion, one of the two best fight scenes in Jackie Chan's career. He's in it. He's great. He's really good in it. Like he's really talented. Um, and he actually, he's actually, in, I think I pointed out at one point when we were watching it that he's one of the prisoners when they're taking the uh, when they're taking Sagat to. Uh, oh yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. So and he but he was also supposed to play a character in the game called Raven, but it got scrapped. Interesting. I and haven't heard I, this. I, in the video that I watched, you can actually see him posing for one of the shots in the game. No oh, shit. Cut. What's yeah. this what's this uh, actor's name or guy's name again? Benny Urquides or Benny the Jet Urquides. Okay, I was trying to see if I took a note of him because I did have a note of somebody that was uh some interesting stuff, but I don't think that's one of them. Uh, interesting. But also, yeah. But also, another interesting uh, fact is that the guy who plays, uh, well, you may have the note, the guy who plays Akuma. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have this. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he is Ernie Reyes Sr., which is the father of Ernie Reyes Jr., who is Kino in T- TMNT2 live action, and also the dude in Surf Ninjas. Yep. He is in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> And uh, fucking uh, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull episodes of NCIS and Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
Ernie Ray's it, senior. Junior. Yeah, senior is... Uh, senior was in... Uh, he choreographed fights for Surf Ninjas and The Last Dragon. And he was even on screen yeah. uh, in in uh, Surf Ninjas. Yeah, he's he's a pretty accomplished... You guys bringing up snurf, uh, uh, snurf, uh, surf, ni- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snurf, man, snurf. <laughs> God damn it, Jay! You just introduced something into the ether. Snurf Ninjas, a movie we didn't want to oh, exist, no. but now. But the... Surf Ninjas, Fuck. I remember watching that movie. Like, I, I, admittedly, I didn't know this. So the fact that like Surf Ninjas has like has you know a sort of link to this particular game we're talking about, it just I don't know, man. It's just one of those things where I always say like, huh. And and Mortal yeah, Kombat, because yeah, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Carrie Degas yeah. in it, right? I've never seen Surf Ninjas full confession. Wait, never is he? have. No, is he in that? Isn't Carrie Tagawa in it? He is. Last I checked, I mean, I haven't no. seen it in a Google long time. Google that shit right now. I thought he was like I'm a. Hold on. I thought I'm he was a fun-loving uh, uncle or something like that in that movie. No, that's that's Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, that's what yeah, I'm thinking. I mean, of. to be mind. fair, to be fair, you seen I made that same mistake too. I actually did think that was that was Shang Tsung back when I first saw Surf Ninjas. I thought it was the same dude too. So, oh I man, I'm not even thinking <laughs> of a dude. I never seen the movie. No, I I had seen the movie and then I again, actually he could, thought of it. But he, then again, could be the last time I saw Surf Ninjas was honestly it was before puberty. So nope, he's not in it. No, 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 Carrie Tagawa. Okay, got to mention no. Terry Terry Tagawa. Carrie Tagawa, or you know contractual we never mentioned it every episode yeah yeah we'll get to robin shoes here at some point my time with all this there you go you mentioned it josh so we've made our quota (laughs) yep well so far half our quota but yeah there's some people involved in this uh production yeah it's just i and definitely when you look at the game like i think it's pretty obvious even when you like even when you play the game that obviously when you watch street fighter uh, the 95 movie, it's pretty It's pretty well known that besides Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, most of the people or most of the cast did not know any martial arts like whatsoever. And the editing of that movie kind of like set, like basically kind of like pretty much like reveals that. And in the game, it's also very apparent too. So the result is that when you play the game, a lot of the motions flow fast, but they also feel very, very stiff where, you know, like I was describing mm-hmm. earlier, how Josh can throw me in midair and the time from us being a foot away from each other to my head hitting the ground after Josh throws me is like five is like five frames because I probably had to like finagle <laughs> you know that just to make that work um with like with all the poses. And I don't know if that's the actor's fault it's like you, you can force a out of shape person to hold their leg up and make an image of a kick it's all yeah, how you program but it, it definitely it, like in contrast with how Mortal Kombat did its video capturing which is you know the whole reason why that like what that game chose to go with that style um you can obviously tell that mortal Kombat, both one and two just had much more polish with the way that they did their video capture than street part of the movie the game i mean and that's apparent which is funny because they started out <laughs> not polished at all yeah uh, yeah the, but the, the story goes is they, they used john tobias's or ed boone's dad's camera which is uh contested by them uh, is not true but either way Mortal Kombat 1 did not have as good equipment as Mortal Kombat but 2 and 3 I think, did. But I think what the, what what was the difference was that they all like everybody was either a martial artist or an athlete or Very true. Some famously kind of trainer they, at some point. pretty much their entire cast was except for maybe uh Carlos Pacina was all martial artists and athletes. So, so then yeah. so it made it a lot easier for them to like, you know, set up shots and do poses and like 
get more footage of movement that actually looked natural. Yeah. Whereas with Street Fighter, you only had that with Jean-Claude Van Damme and maybe Kenya Sawada and, and Ernie Reyes Sr. Oh, yeah, Sawada. There's some things to say about him, too. Yeah? What do I got about him? Hold on. Let me uh, search. I have something, but I want to see if you have the same thing. Okay. Give me a segundo. Sawada. Yeah. By the way, the best character in all of Street Fighter, apparently. <laughs> you see, he's, so yeah. he's so much he's fun so to yeah, play yeah, as. Yeah, he's so much fun to play as. I attached to him when I was playing it single player before we did our fight night. Uh, mm. But then you see, you just took ownership of him because you own him better than I do. You do all his fucking moves. And, I fi- uh, I, fi- I had a combo list on my on my screen, and I was I was just trying to figure that out. Nice. I didn't know I he just... had a, we- a different weapon though. Like he had, I know he had the laser sword, but there was a way to do it. Like I said, I, I don't think out. it's a laser sword. I think it's just like Kano's knives. It just slashes. So it looks I know, but that's flashy. in my head. It's cooler to be a. Laser it's a la- sword. laser sword, but which, which by the way, Sawada. I was gonna mention a little bit about the uh, the the lead up to the movie being announced because mm-hmm. apparently when the movie premiered uh which capcom hosted uh, a premiere of the movie at their headquarters uh a lot of people didn't show up in fact like john Paul <laughs> van damme showed up kylie Mino didn't show up the only people that showed up were like ken and ryu and, and honda like actors that nobody knew but apparently uh mc hammer who i forgot fucking did a song on the soundtrack i've owned the soundtrack since the movie came out but he had rebranded himself. He just called himself Hammer. So that's why I forgot it. It was huh. him and Deion Sanders did a song for the soundtrack. Apparently, <laughs> M- MC Hammer showed up in a fucking convertible, blasting the song that he did for the movie, and then drove of off. They said he basically <laughs> did a drive-by on the premiere. But uh, I mentioned that in this roundabout uh, tangent because uh, I never saw the music video until last night. Deion Sanders and MC Hammer did a music video, and John Clamp Van Damme is fucking in it. Wow. wow. They're in, like, a fight club, sitting, like, at a little table, like, you know, a Wild West table, and John Clamp Van Damme has his beret on as Colonel Guile, and he's smoking a cigar, and he's bobbing his head to the music. And then Bison's tr- troops break in, and they all stand up and face off with them. There's DJ and Zongief. DJ even gets to hit somebody, which he doesn't in the movie. And then... All, all looks like, you know, oh no, they're in trouble. And then the UN forces break in. And yeah, this is why I brought it up. Salada marches in. <laughs> and he marches in. And he does a big ex- exhibition of martial arts moves, which he never does in the movie. He just like, hey, 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 yeah. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme salutes him. And Salada smiles and salutes him back. And then Jean-Claude Van Damme and MC Hammer start dancing. Wow. I, you, I'm gonna link into this fucking video. It's dude, great. It's dude, fucking this great. sounds amazing. Again, like you know, like I said in the fight night stream, Sawada's gonna swat you. <laughs> so, uh, God damn it! I wish I hadn't said that because that was the most fucking awful. I don't joke. care. So, but, I don't go, care. Yeah, it, Sawada's like, gonna like, swat like, you. I don't care. It's too much. Like so, because like the moves that Captain Sawada does in the game, like the, like that's all made up. There's not even anything remotely close to that in the movie. So they were just so someone somewhere was just having way too much fun making up moves for that dude. And honestly, I'm here for. Well, it. I got, I got, like I said, I, I got the sense that Sawada was supposed to be a bigger deal. Like maybe the actor was supposed to be a big and up and coming thing, but I haven't discovered that. But what I did discover is that yeah. So the guy that played Sawada, his actual name, fucking believe it or not, is Sawada. Really? Of course. His name is 
His name is Kenya Sawada. Uh, and believe it or not, he was a script coordinator in the Street Fighter II animated movie. Okay. And in uh, the Street Fighter II V animated series. Right, Josh, you were dropping some, like, you know, some information here that I was not privy to at all. Because Street yep. Fighter V, the animated series, I watched all of that. That kind of makes sense now. Yep. He, he was a script. He was a script coordinator. He's, in that. A, he's writer? a writer. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know apparently. He was a writer. And he's also he's been in other movies. Guess what? He's been in two Jackie Chan movies. You've seen. What? He's been in uh, Thunderbolt and uh, the Shinjuku okay. Incident. If you've seen either of those, he's been. Oh, in I've seen both. I don't remember too much about Thunderbolt, but I actually enjoyed Shinjuku Incident because it was very different for Jackie Chan. Because not oh, that really? much action. It's more of a. It's more of a. It's more of a drama. Like a crime of. drama. Uh, it's more like, yeah, kind of like, I can't remember too much about it, but I do remember that it was more of a serious role for Jackie. And King. I don't know the capacity that, uh, Kenji, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kenya Sawada was in it. I, I literally typed out Kenya. That's an odd name for a Japanese man. I would think it'd be Kenji, but I don't think I mistyped it. I think his name is Kenya Sawada. I think he's, he's credited as Kenya Sawada. There you go. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what his capacity was in those two Jackie Jam movies. I don't think it has anything to do with stunts i could be wrong but yeah so this guy not only has is a figure in some jackie chan movies he also has his fingers in street fighter the franchise already in that fucking awesome and his name is already sawada he's the best character well, dude, based on this information then i mean seriously at some point we need to do a petition if we can do a petition to get art lee as a mortal Kombat character we need captain Sa- art lean fucking god <laughs> damn it oh, did, I say lee? <laughs> did i say lee you say lee Every you time. said lee again you always get names wrong yeah, you I said did. that yeah, it's art I, lee. I do get names wrong but then we needed to get captain sawada because i got that name right captain sawada yeah, god damn captain it. sawada yeah. and street Fighter, uh, man. that needs yeah. to happen Street Fighter Six is have... coming out. We don't know the roster, right? So get SWAT in there. Apparently, he's been in one of the the animated things too. Uh, I think probably the one that came out of the movie after the movie, the one that ran on USA Network. Captain SWAT was a character, so he's had more than one oh, appearance, yeah. three appearances apparently if you count the games. So yeah, let's get his ass in Street Fighter Six. Do you have any other um, information about SWAT? Because I I do. That's that's all the information I got. What you got? So remember when we were playing the game? I think it was the level with the pit where there was like two characters hanging, like chained right. up or whatever. In the and background. we thought one of them was Fei Long because he was wearing black pants, but it was Sawada. Yeah, it was Sawada as Fei Long because he was originally gonna be Fei Long in this game. Is it seriously what it was? Because like no, Cammy was in the background, and Cammy's uniform looked black as well, but she wears that's green. That's the only evidence. That's the only evidence of him as Fei Long. He was going to play Fei Long in this game, but it got scrapped. Interesting. And he doesn't look like a Fei Long at all. I mean, they just they they just did the Liu Kang thing where they just put black pants on an Asian dude. And like, yeah, like uh, I remember, I remember hearing about this. What you seems talking about, I do remember hearing that that was like potentially the original intent of Captain Sawada, but it just didn't pan out that way. Well, like yeah, he was a stand-in yeah. for Fei Long. I think they figured Fei Long doesn't fit the story, so. Out of all the Super Street Fighter Two Turbo characters, that was the only one they dropped. You know, yeah, because while they, when they were making it, that's when I think that's when Super Street Fighter came out. So they were yeah, like, because you struggling. got Cammy and DJ and T T Hawk. Yeah. Don't forget, T Hawk was in them fucking movie. <coughs> yeah, so they were they were just they were scrambling to like get these characters in, 
which is why they scrambled to get uh, Akuma in their last minute. And I guess they didn't really know all of his of his power set. So they kind of just did it on the fly and made it up as they went along. Did they? Because, I mean, he, Akuma was first introduced in Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Uh, when did that come out? Uh, fuck. Well, I don't got my th- Street Fighter 30th anniversary uh, Switch purchase. <laughs> Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out in the early 90s. I believe it came out in 1994, but don't... I'm talking about Super Street Fighter with Cammy yeah, and DJ I'm, and everybody. I'm saying 1994, but don't quote me on that. Either way, Akuma was a secret... I think it came out around the time of the movie. And Akuma was a secret character in there. And I don't know what his moveset was, but I'm assuming it was what we're used to. The the Hadouken and the downward... Okay, so that came out in '93. So okay, so I was off by one. I was off by one year. Oh, okay. So, so Kuma was a thing. Oh yeah. So I don't know what his move set is in, in Street Fighter the movie, the game. It's pretty similar, yes. right? He's got his, yeah. He's got like um like uh, a couple of traits. He even does his famous uh winning pose, where his little uh katakana glows red the raging on the back demon, of his like, That's the raging demon pose, actually. That, yeah. But no, like, uh, but no, Josh, he, he actually does. Like, um, he looks, def- he definitely looks strange, but he's, but what makes Akuma Akuma is mainly his toolbox kit, but he basically has his air fireball, that signature of him, where he can do it in the air. Yeah. He's got his, uh, he has a hurricane kick that's comparable speed to Ken's, but actually, because it hits multiple times, while Ryu's does not. And he can do uppercuts as fast as Ken um, and link them, but but not as efficient as Ryu can. So wait. But he also has like a teleport too. And he has that yeah, that that demon dash whatever teleport. So I'm 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 a Street Fighter noob. I've been diving into the whole franchise because of our uh time playing right, nice. this particular game. Correct explain to me again, Jay, the difference between Ryu and Ken's uh Hurricane kick because I'm not going to say the Japanese name. Uh, so Ken's <laughs> Ken's actually hits multiple times and Ryu's yes, doesn't. So the actual Japanese term is Tasumaki Seppuken. Um That is Tasumaki. <laughs> but of course, in Street Fighter movie <laughs> the game, they just say Hurricane, which is Hurricane, which is, uh, which is a whole other discussion when we get to the audio portion of this. But the um, but the but oh, but, okay. but Josh, you're correct. The difference <laughs> is that Ken's Hurricane kick actually does hit fat does hit multiple times and it's a little faster and has a slightly higher priority reuse though but it's weaker yeah yeah yeah, it is weaker reuse hits harder and that's sort of the motif between ken and Ryu as a whole but it can't hit multiple times yeah it can't hit multiple times well it it shouldn't but in street fighter the movie the game it absolutely does because i know i did that move (laughs) everything yeah all the rules go out the window Um, yeah but but, uh, but but by traditional standards, Ryu's Hurricane Kick is meant to be a counter hit move or an anti air move, or if someone's rushing in, you do the Hurricane Kick and you just kind of hit him out of it. It's meant to be that, but it hits harder than Ken's does. While Ken is more is actually used more to actually chain link combos, and as a result, it's I think I think that might might be a Ken. Guy, yeah, well, yeah, m- most like, people I, are I, in, in old school Street Fighter. I'm mostly a like I said, like I said in the stream, I liked playing three characters. I like playing Blanca, Shunli, and E Honda. Why? Because they all have that tap the Y button move to to do their their whatever flash, you know, hundred thousand hand slap, whatever. 
But uh, when we were playing Street Fighter the movie, I really did gravitate towards Ken, and I don't know why, except that I just happened to be winning against you guys, and he also has a wonderful air throw, which I don't know if is unique to him or not, and I just like playing remember, Ken. Like, remember, Josh, when we were playing Third Strike, and you gravitated towards Elena, and I was making that sort of a, right. sort of assessment that Elena is a beginner character? Beginner Ken character, is like that, yeah. too. Is it because of her most... Of, it's because all their moves are quarter circle well, or half circle. Well, also because focused. they're actually fairly forgiving characters. Like Elena's moves, once you actually know them, are pretty simple to execute, and Ken's is too. Because Ryu is more like precise hit, um, where it. I mean, Ryu's got basically the same move set as Ken. Yeah, but Ryu. But right. just note that Ryu can hit harder. So, like for example, in Third Strike, using that as an, as an example, if Ken hits me five times with all the string of combos, it looks flashy and fancy. But Ryu can equal that damage with two hits. All he has to do is is do okay. is like is hit you one time and go into an uppercut, and that will do just as much damage as Ken hitting you four times will, um, with the same string. And I think, hmm. and I think with Ken, like. For example, with the hurricane kick, like Ken's kick is usually faster and he hits more, but it also goes a shorter distance than Ryu's. Like Ryu's right. can, from what I remember, it goes like almost the whole screen. But it depends but on which kick Ken, you use too, right? Because if you use the strong kick, it'll go the farthest, right? But I mean, his but Ken's is usually still like a short yeah, distance. That, that's true too. But he's spinning, he's spinning faster. faster. So like if you do um, a fierce kick, hurricane kick with Ken. He will flow maybe about a quarter, like basically a quarter to uh, a quarter across the screen. While it's like if Ryu does it with a fierce kick, then you're going to go through half the screen. So that so his hit so his hit frames are active longer as a result of that. So you can't really attack him while he's doing it, and that's sort of the fundamental difference. It just a, they're meant to be similar, but they're also meant to have different play styles with what you want to do. Ryu is more for people that want to read moves and slow down, while it's like Ken is. More more friendly to button mashers, which is why Josh, you gravitate towards. Well, it. that that Ken Ken is friendly to me. Yes. Then yes, I like in the movie game. Ken was definitely my guy, but uh, playing through the rest of the Street Fighter canon, I was you know I, I pick other people. I pick Chun Li. I picked uh, obviously Elena is my third strike character. I, I used to be a Hyanda guy, but in falling back to either Ken or Ryu, I was like at a loss as which to pick. But sounds like Ken's my guy. I like I like mashing. I buttons. go back and forth. <laughs> I go back and forth between Ken and Ryu. It just depends, but I think I usually gravitate towards Ken as well because uh, I like the speed. Um, mm. But Ryu, like once in a while, I'll play as him because like he, he does have that power, and uh, I I do like his his more powerful Hadouken. Where he can, he can do the fire Hadouken, whereas uh, Ken can do right, the fire yeah. Hadouken. Yes. Uh, I also like Ken in the Street Fighter of the movie game because he just looks so fucking Yeah, dorky. he does like dorky. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he does. Uh, I guess, well, I don't know where we want to put this, but I wanted to say that as far as like when we were talking about how goofy and, you know, awkward everybody looks when they're pl- when they're in the original arcade game, uh, when they poured it to the PlayStation, they actually like, uh, I don't know if it's rotoscoping or they like they basically they added they added, added frames, moves right yeah. added moves and frames and actually like edited the winning poses to make it more accurate to some of the you know traditional street fighting game yeah they're fairly accurate in the arcade game like chun li does her hopping up and, and goes yata which 
we 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 did have a point of contention in the stream. Chun Li's actress, which say her name again, you seen? Because I always forget her name. Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. She says Yatai. Yeah. She says it in the movie. She does say it in the game. Uh, but she still does the 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 typical the the two winning poses of Chun Li, either praying yeah. or doing her hopping happy thing. Uh, and and Ken and the arcade does. She kind of doesn't she fold her arm? Maybe she just fold her arms. I thought no, she kind of she puts, puts her, her she puts together. her forearms one on top of the other, and she kind of bows. It's like a oh uh, okay maybe yeah I was remembering wrong. I'm sorry, but Ken does his peace <laughs> sign in the arcade game, and he does it in the home port too. But he looks so obviously the home port, which I, it's not a port; it's a separate game. Uh, came out in the yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, that was actually done under Capcom though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like so when they were in Australia. Incredible Technologies pretty much got to operate on their own, uh, which is yeah. a scary feeling being like working for this big company and this big franchise. And like Capcom representatives would visit in Australia uh, to mm-hmm. f- first fucking make them nervous. Uh, and two, they were piggybacking off of them to record uh, footage. So they reused what they recorded for the home version of Street Fighter the game, which they developed themselves, which did include Blanca and DJ, who were not in the arcade game. They were recorded for the arcade game, but somebody at Capcom didn't like the way they looked, apparently, because, well, well, Blanca just looks fucking weird. And DJ, he's fucking wearing gray sweatpants. And that's... He just looks like a dude. DJ. That showed up. I mean, DJ yeah. in the Super Street Fighter 2, he's got his name on his pant legs, and he's wearing, like, multicolored pants. And he's got that just, Colgate uh, smile. He's got that Colgate well, he's smile. Kinda, he's kind of wearing uh, Jamaican yeah, colors, right? I don't like remember. Is it Jamaica colors? Is it green and yellow? I can't remember. Well, obviously, it's Street yeah. Fighter. Your colors change depending on what button you press when you select True. the character. But, but like, he's he still one is like... Jamaican. And that makes sense. And he had his name, like I said, emblazoned down his pant leg. But here, it's just like, he didn't wear that in the movie. He wore a bison uniform. So they got the, apparently they got the actor and they're like, what you got? We'll just fucking throw on some sweatpants. He just looked not (laughs) impressive. So they probably didn't put him in the arcade game, but he was in the home version, which yeah, still was produced by Capcom. And they, they went ahead and that plays much differently than the arcade game. It actually plays more like classic Street Fighter. But it also is what I would call stiff because I did play a little bit of it. Also, and, the graphics suffer yeah. a little bit, um, of course, in the port. Yeah, Horribly. yeah, they do. I mean, that's kind of like par for the course when you take an arcade game and port it to consoles back in those days. We've kind of covered that in previous episodes with console ports, but it's no different here. Um, the arcade version looks infinitely better from a graphics perspective than the console ports do. And that's just like, there's not really much you can say about that. It's just kind of is what it is. It's the same photos of the actors. It's the same sprites, but they don't gel well with the backgrounds. They look kind of like cut and pasted on. And the frames are obviously less smooth. You know, it's just like, it just looks like a mess. And obviously the backgrounds are completely different. Like I said, completely different game. So it's got completely different stages, completely different music. They even have a story mode where you play as Guile and you fight characters of the movie. And they actually have the the oh. winning the winning messages that are classic to Street Fighter that aren't in the arcade game. 
Uh, and the opening of the game plays like clips from the movie. So it actually made me grin like an idiot when I started it up because it made me <laughs> nostalgic for the movie, which uh, the game doesn't have as much of. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a did a uh, Jay. Did you have anything to say about the audio of the home version versus the? To be uh, to be honest, not too terribly much. Like I, the uh, so I guess just for context, I played the arcade version, but that is the only version I've played. I've seen video of the console version, but when I like when I listen to the audio, I will say that the audio is kind of a mixed bag. And really, I say mixed with a lot of forgiveness, um, only just because the music is sort of very immemorable in no matter what version of the game that you play. And I say that not only for the background music, but also the sounds of everybody else. Like when Ken or Ryu say hurricane, it basically sounds like the, the exact, like the exact same character. And any time that the characters say their signature moves like Sonic boom or, um, Duskui for Honda or anything like that, it just not, it, is that yeah, what he says? Um, I could I could be getting I could be getting the pronunciation wrong, but I'm but I'm close. <laughs> um, I always grew up thinking Honda said "good no. boy." <laughs> uh, no, dos koi is like a yeah, it's a Japanese word, and it's, it is associated with like yeah, because he's a sumo like, wrestler. Sumo figures. wrestler, yeah. nice, yeah, because he's a sumo wrestler. Cool. Uh, we had the debate where we wondered if they were actually using the actor actual characters. Voices like when Cammy is it really Kyla Minoni saying like drill kick? So here's the thing, uh, I, I I don't know if they're actually using them all, but apparently when they were trying to do the voices for the game, they were so bad at it, <laughs> uh, especially like the characters who have to say things in like Japanese, like you know, Shoryuken or Hadouken or. Tatsumaki Which is why he doesn't say Shuriken, right? That's why he says Hurricane uh, and stuff, because they said that even with a, a Capcom, someone from Capcom was there to oversee the audio recordings and to kind of kind of coach them, I think. And they said it still was just really bad, so they just did that, and that was still bad. So then <laughs> when they did the home port, they basically just re-recorded everything to be more in line with the original games. So Ryu and Ken actually say Tatsumaki in Japanese and Shoryuken and all that. That's and they re-recorded to make it sound. So the PlayStation slash the home, home console versions of the game have better voice acting than the arcade. I can see that. Well, I, I have played the PlayStation one and I'd say I'd rather play the arcade version despite all that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it just it just plays better, faster, and I don't know. But it, it goes to show the fucking the whole cast of the movie couldn't pronounce goddamn Ryu 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 except for uh, Jean Claude Van Damme apparently maybe accidentally yeah. uh, broken clocks right two times in the day right yeah pretty much. <laughs> Get Ken Which one thing about the audio that I definitely want to mention that I like when we were playing it, I didn't mention it in our Twitch stream, but it, this is so hard to get over. Um, and it just makes you sort of appreciate older games where they thought of this. But every time in the arcade version, and I assume the console version is like this too, but correct me if I'm wrong, if you land a hit, 
That hit, whether regardless, if it's a light sound, a medium, or a fierce, or a super combo, or whatever, it makes the exact same sound. If I if if I flick your toe, mm. it makes the exact same sound as if I beat you in the face with a baseball bat. Like it's the exact same sound. Well, I'm not I'm not so much of a Street Fighter connoisseur that I would notice that. Are you saying like traditionally, yes. like a, a light, a heavy, yes, or may, a whatever yes, hit would they, make they, different Josh, sounds? You may not have noticed it, but in Third Strike, they absolutely made different sound. A fierce punch that lands or a fierce kick that lands on you has a different sound than a light or a medium kick and you may not know it but you actually uh string together uh hit confirmations when those sounds kick in like they actually matter that makes um, sense because if I all the hits are the exact same sound, you'd be surprised how much that throws you off because you don't even realize what you actually did. Like I, if I hit all right. three punch buttons together, um, it, you know, I don't know if it's a fierce or a medium or a light that hit the opponent first. I don't know what confirmation of a hit the, uh, the game registered first because they, all the hits sound the exact same. And that could be a problem in any fighting game. If you're trying to, you know, do fancy stuff or actually, attempt to learn it but in some ways for this game i found it charming because i could i could blow on you and it would make the exact same hit as me kicking you i'm sorry um what? yeah like I, blow on me blow on me yeah, you see yeah i yeah i said <laughs> not 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I, I could blow in your general direction and it would make the exact same sound <laughs> as me kicking you in the stomach i mean that 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 to me is just hilarious um I will say something that that's interesting, Jay. That's something I didn't notice. But then again, I'm not a Street Fighter player, so I wouldn't notice that. But one thing I did notice when I played it again after we did our fight night is uh, fighting against Vega, which, by the way, uh, Vega plays of his mask, but he can throw it at you and then unmask himself, which is an interesting little detail. Just kind of like in Street Fighter 2, you can knock off his claws. I don't know if you can do it in this game, but... I did notice that when you attack him, it makes a metal clinking sound when you hit his face because he's wearing a metal mask. And it's not just the entire hitbox. Like if you hit him low in his legs, it makes the regular flesh punching sound. But anytime you do a high strike and hit him in the face, it makes the metal sound. And I'm like, that's a really neat detail. I kind of like that. I find it funny that they didn't do the distinction between... Uh, quick light punch, heavy punch, like you're talking about. Then, considering they did the detail, they the also thing. did something in that game that I think is kind of like a, in my opinion, one of the seven deadly sins of fighting games. Um, <laughs> which oh, no. is on Vega's stage. Since Josh, you mentioned Vega on his stage, you're obviously in a cage fighting. And to be fair, this is movie. He can't climb. Well, out no, of it's cage. not that. I mean, that would have been cool, but okay. um. I was wondering if he can. He, he's yeah. Got I to, mean, right? Ve- Vega can. Well, actually, I don't know. Oh, not, oh, sorry. I don't know if he didn't. He he definitely jumps back onto the wall on the left side. Oh yeah, Chun right can do that too. Yeah. But the reason yeah. why I bring it up is that on Vega's stage in Street Fighter the movie, the game, they do you know the deadly sin of putting parts of the cage or at least bars in the foreground mm-hmm. in front of the fighters, therefore obscuring some of your view. 
And that to me is that yep, to me is yep. a terrible idea because in games like that where you're really trying to you know to do stuff, you can't do stuff unless you can see it. And if that thing's obscuring your view, it's going to throw you off, and it makes it and it makes it Funny. not fun. Um, in my opinion, that's only if you're a hardcore fighter gamer like you, where you need to to look at frame frames and all that shit. I mean, it it is a problem. I see people complain yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, but Josh, I, yeah, Jay, it only works if you want yeah, to see the game. But I actually do want to see the game, <laughs> and, and I think that's the issue. I mean, so I can't see my feet. Like if I'm a casual. I guess it won't bother me, but yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, like I saw people complaining no, about I, that. Dude, I can guarantee you, though, I can guarantee you that if they had a stage in Third Strike where part, like where something was in the foreground, obstru- oh, people would exactly, be pissed, and they right? would have every right to be because if you're trying to do a move, any move, distance and spacing matters a lot, and if you can't see every inch of where your character at, even if you don't like pay attention to it, you are paying attention to it subconsciously because you know that the distance where your hurricane kick hits the opponent, you know that distance inherently if you've done the move enough. It becomes muscle memory at that point. And if something is obstructing your view, it's like you trying to throw a punch with a blindfold on and you have no idea what you're actually throwing it at. You know, it just it just throws off your entire um, flow. And that's something that it, there's a reason why no fighting game actually does this. Even in Mortal Kombat in the newer games, you have all this environmental stuff that you can throw at your opponent, but nothing is obstructing your view. You see every tip to toe of your character all the time on every stage. And the fact that this game actually has a stage where your feet are covered up or there's a bar that you have to cross where you're behind it instead of in front of it that throws you off, it to me is just... That already tells me that like it's not taking itself too terribly seriously, which is okay. But that's no. something that you this won't see. This is meant for any... casual people to be like, "Oh shit, it's Street Fighter the movie." But to give it that movie but, sucked. But that's the thing. To give it credit, that is stage and story accurate for that movie. So I can't I yeah, can't hate yeah, on it yeah. too much because if you're trying to go for accuracy, the backgrounds actually in that game don't do a bad job. Like the backgrounds don't are not bland. Like I can't say that they're boring. Like they actually feel like that there's stuff going on. Okay. Um I don't I, I don't <laughs> think they're bland. Um I think they're fine because they like they're movie accurate. Uh, some of them were cool. I mean even though that that cage match looking one or whatever is like very there's a lot going on there. But it's like it's just different from what you see in, like, Mortal Kombat or whatever? Kind of, even though they kind of aped Mortal Kombat a little bit with E-Honda and, and or Fei Long or Cammy uh, in the background. Kind of like, in the background, yeah. That definitely did, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always stuff. I think during the stream, we were constantly talking about shit in the background. So yeah, I don't know. but I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I would rather us talk about shit in the background then not talk about it because that means we can see it. Stuff is moving in the background, but it's not like overcrowding anything. Like at no point to kind of give the game some credit mm-hmm. here in this is that the backgrounds are are very, some very credit. serviceable because <laughs> nothing is overly busy or overly bare. There's just enough things moving on. And because it's ba- because it wants you to think of the movie, there's like what? Like Bison's... um room like bison's throne room is what i'm gonna call it um where you can 
with the painting in the background. Well, it's not just that. That's actually his room. But I mean, like, his throne room, like, where Bison and Guile fight in the movie. There's actually, like, images of Jean-Claude oh, Van Damme yeah. and it's images of the room. movie, you know, kind of going around. I would say, at least to me, the most bland background is, um, what, the uh, the base camp, where you can hear the helicopter in the background. Everything's awash with this sort of, like, dark That was blue. all right. You see Jeeps going back in the background. And, and it's kind of like Colonel Guile's stage in Street Fighter Two. You see soldiers stand in the background, yeah, but everything's like kind of coated in this deep, like dark blue, and it's almost like it's at nighttime. But oh, I don't yeah. think we ever saw. It well, is. we never saw that. We never saw that, like that open area on the base at night. We saw things at night in rooms, but not quite. Shunley escapes at night in the movie, but yeah, you don't see the yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's nice just day, like, but it does it does give an unattractive color to the whole. Yeah, thing. but that's probably like the one stage where I just wasn't ex- like where I just didn't really think there was anything much really to comment on that I thought was boring. Every other stage outside of that one I thought was fine. And uh, to give um, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. But the name of the company it's what it's incredible. It's incredible tech, magic tech, whatever. Uh, incredible technology. Yeah, incredible technologies did yep, do a good definitely. job with those backgrounds for the most part. Um, I don't, I don't dislike them. I just have Vegas, uh, uh, ca- like Vegas cage match is sort of egregious against fighting games on a whole. But that I wouldn't expect them to know that. And uh, Giles. Uh, base stage i feel like it's just way too dark there's just too much dark blue in that stage for me to really pass it everything else is fine though also also they don't have the iconic song they don't i wish they did <laughs> you know oh that song that uh, goes of everything yeah, yeah that would have been great crotch rock that yeah <laughs> um that's <laughs> but, um, that's the biggest the biggest egregious thing is they didn't have any recognizable that would have been in either version the console or the arcade uh the music's not bad in either one. Uh, they, they, the console version sounds kind of very typical, almost 16-bit-ish uh, type music, even though it was released in 32-bit systems. And then the arcade one, it's just some rocking tunes. It works. But yeah, it would have been great to have a little nod to Ryu's theme or Giles' theme or something. Or the, the main theme. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And I don't know how much uh, who did what as far as the backgrounds. Uh, I do know that when they went back to Chicago, Credible Technologies, Capcom again visited them and it was very awkward. Uh, They kind of like had an air of displeasure about them and probably already knew that the game was going to be a dud. Uh, but also, like, a couple of uh, people that worked on the game described some Capcom people doing the hovering art director thing and getting over their shoulder. And, like, literally yeah. one guy described them literally literally taking over and driving and redrawing a fireball because it didn't look right. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. And I don't know how if any of that reflected on how the backgrounds are portrayed. I do know the backgrounds in the console version, which was made by Capcom, are shittier. Uh, there's like a, a stage that's the prison, uh, like the prison yard where, where Vega and, and, and Ryu and all them are kept. And the characters in the background are larger <laughs> than your characters. They're like way out of scale. Oh. Uh, and they also have the, the big uh, banquet scene where, uh, you know, they're having their, their meeting with the, the bison bucks. And they got the dancing girls in the background, and they're moving like with all of like three frames of animation, dancing while you're fighting. It's just kind of gank. It's it's not as fluid, of course, as the console version. I may ask though, like we're talking about all this jankiness and all that. 
do we feel it's a bad game? <laughs> like after after all this, Josh, the answer to this question is absolutely yes. This is a bad game. That does not mean it is not charming and fun. Much like a bad movie that you recognize as bad, but it is absolutely fun and a guilty pleasure to watch, I would put Street Fighter the movie, the game, in a... It is a bad game, but it is charming and fun to play. To me. (laughs) Is it primarily just because of the the janky, unpredictable gameplay? Um, or is Dude, it it's just the scenarios because this is just something that I can only speak of as a Street Fighter. Because like before, before, before you elucidate that, I'm just gonna say like I've read people's comments from the time to where well, hell, even Damien in his uh, proposed Mortal Kombat uh, 2021 sequel script made a knock at uh, Street Fighter because that's just the game that everybody knows is bad, right? But it's like I read a comment of somebody that said they walked in the arcade, saw, oh, here's the new Street Fighter. Oh, wow. Without even touching the controls, they said, that looks fucking shitty and, like, didn't take it seriously. And I'm like, is that – people don't like the, the unfamiliarity of the, the, the video characters versus Street Fighter's really good art? Is, you know, are, are they giving it an unfair look? Or is it more than that? I know it doesn't play as 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 balanced as proper Street Fighter. So yeah, uh, elucidate. Well, what I would say is that for on the positive end, I I was surprised at how how good the sprites or the characters looked. Mm. Like the fidelity of it was actually pretty good. That's why I was surprised people are making fun of it on site alone because I think they look better than Mortal Kombat's digitized no, actors. No, technically. At the time. Technically, like it probably looks better. There's probably a better, like better, maybe a higher resolution or something that makes it look a little bit, uh, makes it look better than you would think. Yeah, the the game is, but again, it's 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 a sum of its parts. It's like, mm. yeah, the the fidelity is great, but you have a lot of actors who don't know what they're doing, and it just looks very awkward. And then if you're seeing it in motion. There's not a fluidity or like there's just not a hmm. a lot of times you can tell if a game is gonna be fun to play just by looking at it. And it's not I mean, looks can be deceiving obviously, but there's some games that's like you look at it, it's like, okay, that does not look like it's running well or it just it just looks kinda janky. Um but also another thing that I saw which I think was in that video that I watched was that Mortal Kombat, in comparison, like, yeah, they, they kind of, you know, revolutionized how that kind of technology worked. But they also had a vision with it. Like, they had an idea of, like, what kind of characters they're going to have, what kind of genre is going to be, what kind of... Like, even though they made up a lot of it as it went along, they had a they had a vision. Whereas with Street Fighter, it was being reactionary to... Mm. And it was also done last minute. And... Yeah. So, I think they had all like six months to do this game. So yeah, six months, and then plus, from what I've heard, uh, it came out in '95, and they were in production while the movie came out. So then yeah. the movie came out, and it was a dud. So then they're all, all the and developers like, morale kind of just went to crap. Like, well, now we're making a game for a crappy movie, so that couldn't have helped. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just feel like it just. All of it came together, and it was just like it wasn't. There wasn't a cohesive idea. Maybe it wasn't that perfect storm success story. Yeah, 
Well, it wasn't original. It was playing catch up, and it was also be it was, it was also a film adaptation or a game adaptation of a film. So it's yeah. like it had a lot of things working against it. It's also embarrassing to note. Uh, I discovered too. It's like it, it felt like Capcom probably didn't have uh, faith in this project because uh, at the same time when it released, another uh, little game uh, was released by Capcom at the same time. A little game called Street Fighter Fucking Alpha. <laughs> yeah. And that it, it blew up. It was a up. bad time for them to yeah. come, for that game to come. It's it, almost like Capcom wanted. The, well, some of the incredible technologies uh, people said they almost got the feeling like the Capcom representatives visiting almost felt like they wanted them to fail because Street Fighter's their baby, and these strangers, these Americans, are working on it. And it's almost like they 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 pushed that forward by yeah, fucking making Alpha, which wasn't a main mainline game it was kind of a, a in-between game but it's still alpha became its own thing and it got two sequels but it's weird because like from what i heard the the, the pitch for the street fighter movie the games that they wanted to capitalize I mean, at least with the movie and then the game they wanted to capitalize on what was popular in america which is why the movie the movie became more like the movie became more like a gi joe kind of thing where like they had toys that were very gi joe-esque and then with the game, it seemed like they wanted to like, I don't know. It it it's like Neil said. It was, it was the GI Joe. The movie. it was a better GI Joe movie than Street and, Fighter. And he's right on that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then with the game, it seemed like they just wanted what was popular in the West, and Mortal Kombat was like at a high right at that point. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't they? What? Why? Of course, they're gonna try to do something like that. Um, but yeah, the fact that it came out. In the same year as Street Fighter Alpha and Mortal Kombat Three, and I think Virtual Fighter, II? Virtual Fighter Two, yeah, yeah, like that's that's just a shame that you were not. There was no way that you'd go into an arcade and then see all those games, and then go to Street Fighter. Yeah, like <laughs> like like the yeah. whole thing to me feels like um, basically like a capitalization cash grab you know like hey let's capitalize on Mortal Kombat oh, yeah. but using Street Fighter characters because the new movie is coming out, uh, coming out sort of like a typical at the time because back in those days there was a lot of like games that tied into movies like that Disney did it um you know, Sony did it. Universal oh, yeah. did it. I mean, like that's dude. That's a whole thing from the '80s and '90s as a whole. Like every, just about every. They're like, like games that tie into movies is not remotely a new thing. And Street Fighter, right. they get probably not game. arcade though. No, right? absolutely arcade game because like um, I remember uh, when Jurassic Park came out. There is the Sega Genesis Jurassic Park game. I played on Sega Genesis, oh, yeah, but that, okay. but there was an arcade version of that. There really, truly was. Okay. Actually, yeah, wasn't that the one we played at Derek's birthday party where I mentioned and I said, shoot the dinosaur! Yeah, and then of course, like, they've done other games associated with that too. Like, there's a there's a rail shooter of Jurassic Park that's tied into the games. You that's know what I mean? So, of, yeah. like, and of course, yeah. Resident Evil. Oh, oh, yeah, and how can I fucking forget? But duh, Terminator yeah, 2. Terminator 2. The whole Lawrence Kasanoff of Arabia's uh, Yeah, thing. Resident <laughs> Evil has these things as well. Um, I mean, like, this this is nothing new. Die Hard. Oh, that, that's a thing they need to do. I mean, they did a Resident Evil rail shooter game, but they didn't do a Resident Evil arcade game based on the movies. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, the, I, I guess the only like too late now. I guess but... the only broad question that I tend to have, and I don't think there really is an answer, is that why would Capcom commission another company to do a game based off a movie 
to where it competes with their own franchise, which they knew was not going to be better. So they kind of like doomed it to failure in a way. It, the answer is an evolving thing because I think at the beginning they thought it might be better because they didn't know the movie was going to be what it was. We love the movie, but yeah. we acknowledge that it was a dud. Uh, it was silly. We love and it because it's bad. Yeah, because it's bad. But like I said, the president of Capcom at the time was probably the most enthusiastic person about making a movie off of their property and then doing a tie-in game based on said movie. So I think there was over-enthusiasm and obviously... The movie is a better what happened uh, video than the game because I don't feel the game is a dumpster fire of a production. Like it was kind of a funny, stressful time for these incredible technologies people working with Capcom looking over the shoulder. But the movie, we all know, is a dumpster fire of a production. And I think it's just like halfway through once they realized what it was, they didn't want it to fail at the beginning. But now, now they got this thing that they can't get rid of. And so they just, you know just bear with it and yeah so maybe maybe there was a little negative feelings there and then yeah they made alpha which i don't know when alpha was conceived like if they think of it while this is happening and being like we got to save face or was this a japan thing happening while they focused on you know the america probably. thing like you said you see probably but I, I yeah i don't i don't feel like i would blame like incredible technologies for this like i feel absolutely like not were... uh, from what i read they did their absolute best yeah they, they were dealt a crappy hand which is crazy because, like, they, they got you know they did they did a fighting game before this, and that's what I think that's what uh, prompted Capcom to like tag yeah. them in. Being tagged in by Capcom, just that's got to be just like it's like fuck. We got to impress this client. This is a big important client. But then you get told like you got to go to Australia now and like video like record these actors who are like in the middle of both you know filming and like multiple coke benders and you know <laughs> have and get as much food as you can and then go back to chicago and you know make a game that you have no idea how to do it's a lot of pressure for sure that's a whole lot of pressure and then the fact that they came up with a game that released is like a miracle but then yeah like in retrospect it's like it's it's not a good game but it's still an enjoyable game if you're just you know casually playing it with your friends yeah and you know incredible told incredible technologies made out well in the end because they already had a success of golden tea uh in fact there was an awkward incident that was after this well they already had a golden tea game done it was the one they made after this was golden tea 3d uh because the thing i read was uh after capcom i think after they visited maybe the chicago offices and was kind of displeased as sort of a, a makeup, like a let's improve, let's ease tensions thing, uh, the founders of Incredible Technologies, the couple uh, that I mentioned, invited them to their house. And they happen to have a very nice house. Uh, and uh, the, the one founder referred to it as the house that Golden Tea built. Uh, mm, they didn't okay. get to he- keep that house afterwards because I think they leased it or something like that. But apparently the Capcom people came over and were weirdly affected by the house just seeing how big and lavish it was because one i guess that's not a typical thing in japan but two these are guys that worked on street fighter 2 the biggest success capcom had had at the time and they all admitted Mm -hmm. they hadn't seen the money from that like they were still lowly programmer guys and here are these people from this much smaller company living fucking Mm -hmm. large like bruce wayne off of fucking 
golf game <laughs> that you put in a bar. Uh, so there was a little bit of like odd feelings after that 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 meeting. Uh, so yeah, they they had already had a success of Golden Tee. They just needed jobs from outside to help them fund future games and their future Golden right. Tee games. Which, like I said, yeah, they're not doing too bad because apparently they could have quit at any time. But they have employees that said that no, they're very loyal. They believe in making these games, so they never sold the company. They kept at it, and yeah, now they make fucking casino games or whatever. Good for them. And this is probably a part of their history. They, I don't think they'll want to forget. Uh, the article I read was uh, from a, about 10 years or less ago. Like, they're still reflecting on it. So, you know, it's a fun mark okay. in history. Maybe not a fun mark in uh, for Capcom, because uh, as I probably mentioned, uh, I bought the 30th anniversary collection. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is not, of course, on there. Uh, it's mentioned in the uh, little trivia notes that are contained within I wonder if there's a the right collection. To... That's what it is, because in the article I read, which is from Polygon, one of uh, they had a Capcom guy mention that it wasn't in the 30th anniversary collection, not because it was a game they don't want to they want to forget, but because there's rights issues, because it has likenesses of several different actors. And he said he would love to be able to negotiate those rights and maybe release the game in a future collection wouldn't that be cool that would actually be pretty fun yeah along with maybe the port the the ps1 i I can say that i would still play it like um if street fighter the movie the game did come out as part of like some future street fighter anniversary collection so long as it was the arcade version because i think that's definitely the better one overall i like i like i I I encourage you to play the uh the the ps1 version. yeah Uh, actually no i I don't encourage you because the ps1 version is janky as fuck what i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get one of those uh i i can i can give you guys a rom i was gonna give it to you before this airing but there was ps1 yeah there's there's not enough time for you to probably be able to play it to assess it and i was on a weird street fighter binge uh the past two days which i've told you about yeah finger sore nasal cavity burning from staying out playing fucking street fighter um oh god the only reason I'd say that one might be worth playing is janky as fuck, but the story element is charming and some of the presentation is charming. But uh, no, Street Fighter the Arcade at least better better game. Not a good mm. game as we've I guess we'll I guess we'll established it. It is not a good game, but it's not a bad game. It is fun to play as a on a casual level. There are we can, worse. We can all agree. There are that. definitely worse fighting games. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. In fact, actually, I I, I still kind of look upon this fondly. But when Yasin and I were playing each other in that game, I think like what I was Ryu and he was Captain Sawada, and we would be through jank and um, motivation. We would be doing <laughs> air combos that went off the screen. I think I remember what you seen. Like you did something with Captain Sawada where both our sprites went out, like went off the screen and you were still comboing me. And I was just like, what is even going on here? Wow. I don't <laughs> oh, know. I do. No, it was hilarious. Dude, it was yeah. hilarious. And then I think like what Ryu being able to land like three Shoru Kens in a row and then do a hurricane kick and still hit and then light kick you. It's just like it's so janky. I mean the 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 amount of and that's the thing, because you can do that in that game, you can absolutely do infinite combos in that game. Like I think you've seen I was uh, I was oh, doing yeah. one that really wasn't an infinite, but it was a it was probably the most aggressive turtle strategy with Guile ever, where I'm basically just doing like this 
this crouching sidestep forward towards you and then immediately going into a flash kick with Guile. And then I remember you couldn't yeah. get around it. Um, and, and I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking like, this is, this is why this game is just broken. I mean, the thing is though, if you want to talk about those broken characters in that game, and uh, I think it's actually Zangiv. I think Zangiv is the most broken character in that really? game because you can chain spinning power drivers with him. That's insane. <laughs> like you can't like spinning power driver is a devastating move as it is. And that's just because it's notoriously hard to do. And the range is very, very short, but if you land it, it does a lot of damage. Well, in street fighter, the move of the game, if you know what you're doing, you can chain link those things and just keep doing spinning power drivers and like kill your opponent and like four hits. Like it's ridiculous. Um, I don't have the skill to do it, but I've seen it happen. And I'm just like this freaking game, like the fact that you are allowed to do this. (laughs) And if you can do that with Zangiv, can we, can we talk about the best character? Solana? No. Solana? Oh, I thought that was no. your favorite. I'm gonna talk about um, my favorite Blade. The best. Yeah, Blade, the absolute best character who was so good they they couldn't put him in the console version. He is the best character in all. And of also people. an original character to the game. He's just a bison trooper, but they he's just a bison. And, and he's partnered with don't forget uh uh fucking let me find my notes. I think it's K nine. K four, what the fuck or was Kelper it? Kelper or whatever. His oh, F seven. Uh, there, there's three other Bison Troopers. There's Blade, and he's accompanied by Arcane, F seven, and Kiefer, or Kyber. Wait, in the in the game or in the? Yeah, they're they're Blade is the one immediately selectable, but there's three other pellet swap versions of them with different move sets. Oh, I didn't know that. Is Arcane F seven and Kyber with a K H Y B E R. It would be Cyber if it was a C, but it's Kyber. I don't know what the fuck. F7? What the fuck? I don't know. Blade has, obviously, knives. I don't know what these other fools have. One of them's electric or something. Did I read right that the the person in the suit is one of the developers? Uh, I didn't read that, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. (laughs) Why not? It's probably likely. Yeah, fuck those guys. They didn't show up for the, the PS1 and Sega Saturn versions. And neither well actually no Akuma did show up for those but he was secret in the arcade version mm-hmm. he's immediately selectable which oh yeah that's another thing I read this is the first Street Fighter game where Akuma is a main selectable character god I mean his debut was Super Street Fighter 2 but it was a secret character and he didn't become selectable yeah. in the mainline games till Third Strike which is the third version of Street Fighter 3 this is the first time it, it preceded that you could play as Akuma, but he's some, you know, some skinny looking dude. Which I shouldn't say. Is, like he, he was an athlete. Hey, oh, he, oh, hey, whoa, hey. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. He just looks small for what I think Akuma's supposed to look like, but he wasn't. Well, an athlete. yeah, Akuma's supposed to be like a diesel. Yeah. But Oosh. come on, it's still Ernie Ray's senior. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to uh, speak ill on him. Oh, just fight you. <laughs> fight me. Even though Let's take know. it to the street. Fight me in, in oh, Street what... Fighter 3. I've been training with Elena, by the way. Uh, oh, I already God. pissed you off oh, plenty. No. You really did piss me off. Now I know enough. I know enough to be dangerous, but it might be now to your I benefit. To train. Now I know enough that I might be predictable. Because so ra- any fighting game you play me in, the reason I sometimes win consistently is because I'm unpredictable. And that's because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know the moves, I might be I might 
put my you, you know be worse of the game. Yeah, I'm going to be worse because I'm going to be predictable. But Josh, I think I want to develop a fighting game style, basically drunken boxing, only in arcades. Basically, do whatever. Do, just have no rhyme or reason. Just do it. I'm going to develop that style. I'll make my own. Gym. Yeah, I was about to say, but Josh, like if you. If you did know what you were doing with Elena, there are so there are so many devastating, like messed up things you could do with her if you knew what you were doing. It's kind of like it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Talking about combos and stuff. No, not really. There's actually like like I know all her moves. I know all her moves. There's now. actually like a trick you can do. Like actually, like her her best super is her healing ability um, that she can do. She's really? the only character in Third Strike that can do this, and. Yeah, really? yeah, she's the only one that can heal. And really, when you think about it, healing her health bar as much as he does is even more devastating than actually doing a super combo because you effectively have a bigger health bar than your opponent does, so you can last longer. And the way you do it in that game is quite simple. You basically just do a throw. You throw the Her throw throws the opponent far away from you. Like, you throw the opponent half across the screen. You throw them uh, half across the screen and you immediately go into your healing there's no way your opponent can actually hit you out of it before you actually get the full effect of that super so you'll nice. so when you're like low on health you just throw them away and then you immediately go into healing and then you'll heal like uh, close to almost 75 percent of your health you know from the lowest you can possibly go Ding. And then you'll have, and then okay. you'll have a lot more leg room to go with your opponent. But that, but that's actually one of the like one like <laughs> one of the tricks with Elena that you can do. But you have, yeah, because I I've been trying. Like I said, I fought Akuma in the arcade ladder fifty times now. I can't beat him, uh, and I have healing set as my super, but I haven't found a good corner to do it without getting hit out of it. So yeah, throw him, huh? Okay. And then again, it's fighting the CPU. But your health has to be low. You have to throw your opponent, and then you have to immediately know how to go into healing, like right away. Like and you have to have the meter. Yeah, yeah. Like as soon, like as soon as you, and then you have to have the meter. As soon as you do initiate that throw, you go into healing, and then boom, like you've healed like what, like I think fifty to sixty percent of your overall health, and you'll be way above your opponent um, if you've kept awesome. if you've kept if you've kept up. But there's other things you can do with Elena too. She is meant to be unpredictable, but like I said, she's a beginner's character, much like Ken is. A lot of people... Um, Why is she a beginner's character? Because her moves are all like quarter circles A things? little bit, but there's also the fact that she's she... She's kind of similar to Ken and Rita. Yeah, she's either to change combos mm. too. She doesn't require a lot of skill to use. She has a lot of long range. It's like, uh, it's like Eddie Gordo mm-hmm. in Tekken. The other character I think I might gravitate towards too, at least in Third Strike, is Akuma himself. Yeah, Akuma, like Akuma, uh, Akuma has, the Akuma has a lot of, of tools. If you know how to use him, he's got a lot. He, of tools. He's basically the the easy, familiar move set of Ryu and Ken with some extras. Uh, so I might learn some of his shtick. And plus, I just like him uh, aesthetically, character wise, more than Ryu and Ken because he's just so fucking funny. He's this big, angry dude. <laughs> <laughs> As most people see in the Twitch stream, I mean, my boy will always be Dudley. I love Dudley in Third Strike so much. Oh, yeah. I love got the trash. I love that man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. Uh, Makoto. Makoto's great. Makoto. Mak- Makoto. Uh, she's difficult, but I'm also trying to get better at. Uh, Yun. No. Yang. Which is the dude that doesn't have the hat? You were playing to me. I think it's Yang. Yeah, that's Yang. Okay, that's the one I wanted to... Because he has that that slicing move that's like... That you can do the three slices on, and that's that's really helpful. And also, I like... I, like, I think I like one of his uh, supers as well. But, uh... 
yeah, I want to get better with him, Makoto, and of course Ken. And I, the, <laughs> it's cheesy, but I like Ken because of the uh, Daigo moment in Evo. Oh yeah, oh. I think everybody does. <laughs> it's like it's just it's just I don't well, know. That could have been any character, right? Well, true, but I I like like for example, I like I like doing the Hadouken into the super. Mm-hmm. That's really a cool. It just looks cool and feels cool to do. Um, but outside of those three characters, I think those are the ones that I want to get good at. Yeah. Coming back to Chun-Li, too, like playing Street Fighter again, because, you know, like one, she was always one of my original mains because of her lightning kick, but trying to get into her now, I half and half don't like her. I love her speed, but I'm not all about the... In the old school Street Fighter, I hate her fucking... Uh, it's not a, a Hadouken. What's hers called? I can't Kiko remember. Kiko Show. Yeah. Either way, I don't like that it's a full half circle to do hers. And in the newer games, it's charged. And I tried playing some charged characters, Jay. I can't do it. It's not my play style. I tried playing Charlie in Alpha. Uh, actually did well with him, but uh, when it came to actually doing his specials, like, not my style. So I guess I'm a... I'm, I'm a I'm a beginner's characters type of guy, and that's okay, Josh. Yeah, but that'll open up the win- that'll open up a window to like learning other characters once you get used to like the the speed of the game. Yeah, yeah, that. true. That's actually one of the things about Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat to an extent that I kind of like is that you have beginner characters, you have kind of like mid tier characters that have some easy moves, but they take a little bit longer to get their flow down, and then you have like more advanced characters where their move sets seem kind of awkward they usually have some sort of disadvantage um like either like they're slow or their priority is not the best but they usually make up for it in other areas that you just have to learn how to like adapt to so that to me is i mean fundamentally that's what made third strike to me one of my favorite all-time fighting games is that you have so much variety and there's never one right way to play these characters unlike other fighting games where you only know where in order to be competitive or to do what you want to do you have to play a character a certain way because of just their limitations with third strike and other and other mortal Kombat games and i would especially say this about tekken as well your move sets are so diverse and your flow can change because of so many different moves and how you link into different things that no two people playing ken and third strike will play him the same way no two people that are playing Elena and Third Strike will play them the same way and that is infinitely true with Dudley, Makoto um, or even like Akuma and the same thing can be said with any like with any character in Tekken. Like the way Yasin plays Dragunov in Tekken is going to be completely different than someone else and the way I play King in Tekken is going to be way different than someone else plays King because they just have such, you know, crazy variable movesets. Yeah. Probably not so much for uh, Street Fighter, the the movie, the game, huh? Uh, honestly, <laughs> like I haven't played enough to sort of say, but there's so much jankiness that there's things that don't that shouldn't link that do. Like I shouldn't be able with Cammy, for example, I shouldn't be able to cannon drill your feet and then immediately go into a thrust kick and it combo. That shouldn't happen, but it does. That doesn't I, happen in, in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. No. You can't. Hmm. 
No, because the, because be. the, because yeah. those are those are two uh, distinctly different special moves. If you could link those two, Josh, everybody would do that. That would be that to me would be like Ryu going into a hurricane kick and then going into an uppercut, which in most Street Fighter games he absolutely cannot do. But in Street Fighter the movie the game he absolutely can. <laughs> so it's uh, okay. It's just that's it's, something I, I I didn't think he wouldn't be able to do in classic Street Fighter. I guess there's too much buffer time between the moves. Well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Ken can do it, but Ken has always been a character that can do that. Like that's not unusual. He he's all about light. Ken's like, fast. He, yeah, because Ken's fast. But Ryu is about longer range and and longer active hitboxing precision hits that do more damage. But because but the drawback is he can't link a lot of things. Like he can't go from a hurricane kick into an uppercut when the two when the two opponents are just standing with each other but in the street fighter the move of the game i can do a hurricane kick uppercut you do a hurricane kick again do a hadouken and then do a, an uppercut again while you're in the corner and somehow still hits you and it all links up into a combo that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> that that already says jankiness and janktastic you know as far as like a fighting game goes but it is hilarious i mean again it is it is a hilarious boat of fun uh, maybe not competitive but I, w- I would look forward to playing it again with you guys uh, oh, yeah. I, I want to try and fucking beat the game uh, oh, I don't know how well I'm going to do that with a fucking CPU I tried but... to beat the game with Cammy and I could not do it I got to Sagat and Sagat just kept murdering me again and again and again I'm just like nah man I'm done <laughs> like, I'm done <laughs> yeah there's a certain point so yeah, um, that at least there's not really much more I can say about Street Fighter the Movie the Game at this point. Um, I I do no. enjoy playing it. Um, I think my overall assessment of it is, you know, like I said earlier, is that I can't call it a good game, but I think Guilty Pleasure really sort of solidifies my review of that game. I will happily play it with anybody, but I will play it with joy in my heart, but not with any seriousness. And I think that's just kind of where I'll leave it. <laughs> so guilty pleasure. I'm I'm not as well uh, fine tuned in the realm of fighting games, but I think I'm even able or approaching to be able to understand why this is not a competitive game and why Street Fighter Three Third Strike is such a, a, a heralded treasure as it is. Uh, and the gameplay differences between them, but yeah, I would love to keep playing this. Yeah, same. Yeah, I feel like this is the perfect, like, uh, goof around streaming type of game where it's like, mm-hmm. you just hang around and just goof off and bros just hang ridiculous combos and just, yeah, just chill. Mm-hmm. Eating some pizza and doing some hadoukens. <laughs> <laughs> Eating some pizza and doing some hadoukens. I, I kind of like that phrase, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently, uh, yeah, that, that's what Ken's actor was doing. There's one other story I forgot to tell. One of the Incredible Technologies people were were hanging out in Australia. And Ken's actor, they saw, like, they were supposed to all be training. And they saw him in the in the little gym area on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. But he was walking. They said he was just walking and very slow. And he was eating a Snickers bar at the same time. <laughs> that would totally be me. Training to, training to play this game. One last thing that I've heard is that apparently, like when we were talking about how the people liked working with the actors, apparently they wrote, they Ming Na Wen who played Chun Li and I forget who the other actor was, but they were apparently like just a pleasure to work with. Nice. Like they were just gun- they were just all in and they were they were there to help. I know they took a picture together of like. Kylie Minogue uh, mm. before she finished rapping. So 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they, apparently there was you know, there was some people there that were having fun with it. So yeah, like I said, even even Jean Claude Van Damme, maybe not as much of as a prissy little bitch as some people like to make him out to be. He was he was apparently professional and a joy to work with if you buttered him up the right way, I guess. Uh, and he's also yeah, he you know some work to it. fun loving enough to fucking dance with MC Hammer and act goofy in front of a camera for that music video I mentioned. So. <laughs> <laughs> can't say anything bad about Jean-Claude Van Damme. No, you can't, but, um, anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's a fun game. I think it's not a great game, but it's a fun game. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's, I'd play that's it again. I, that's what I'd say. Might be, uh, yeah. might be a standby on, uh, Fight Nights if we don't have anything, uh, in line to play. Oh, Let's yeah. See. Like, oh yeah, definitely. Third and, Strike definitely will, but. Yeah, and, and, and much like, and much like Yassin said, there are, when it comes to, like, like bad fighting games there are so many more fighting games i can potentially think of that are not only bad but boring or even games that are good but boring but i would rather play a game like street fighter the movie the game that is bad but entertaining versus a game that is actually objectively good but is boring and i'm gonna throw my my shade at street fighter 4 for that one because i find street okay fighter i was about 4, to ask you what's an example of a game that's good but boring street fighter street 4. fighter 4 yeah Never played it's, it. it's it's actually a very well done balanced game i can't really take that away from it but everything is so bread and butter that i tend to get bored playing it um to be fair hmm. it's the it's the force awakens of street fighter combat yeah Interesting. Yeah, and Street Fighter Five is its own story, but I haven't played enough of that game to really uh, develop a full assessment of it because I have. Can't wait for six. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. I, yeah, I think six looks kind fuck, of fuck, dude. I can't wait for a six. Like I said, between that and Tekken Eight, I might buy myself a PS Five. Shit, dude, buy a PS Five. I'm gonna buy. I a might. PS5 well, soon. I could just go and buy a really good high end PC as well, and then I have the whole world buy at my fingertips, right? Buy but I like playing on a then console. Then we can force Jay to. Buy a PS5, then it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's crossplay, he could still play with us, right? That's true. Yeah. That's None true. of those Street Fighter and Tekken will be exclusive, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't know. Fuck it. Bring me Mortal Kombat 12. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that. Who knows? By the time this episode came, comes out, we might have Mortal Kombat 12 news. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? Yeah, that would be pretty. Yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be pretty awesome. Let's hope that you know Tobias actually tweets something out alluding to that. If or... there's a state of the realm inserted at the beginning of this episode because of that very fact, then we'll disregard what I'm saying right now. But you know that probably won't happen. Yeah. We'll wow! Look at all that great information that we got from. Oh yeah. About Mortal Kombat 12. How excited are you? Yeah. About how exciting. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oof, I am so. I can't fucking wait to play Scorpion again. <laughs> Remember that thing that they showed that that big reveal at the end? I was just like, "Oh my god, it was so crazy!" Right? <laughs> yeah. By the way, if the, if nothing happens, this would be a dumb section. <laughs> Two years in a fucking row, too, and nothing happened because, like, we were I just know, talking right? about, we had the game awards fucking last year. I can't believe it's been a year since we've done it. We've been we we've, we've been doing this podcast for more than a year, y'all. Yeah. By the way, BT Dubs, and yeah, it was a year ago we were bitching about there being no MK news, and we were looking forward to it, and here we are. The same award show is coming up. But at least um, at least if there's nothing else that you guys want to talk about, I think we can call that an episode. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, we were at an hour and a half ago. We're, we're creeping over that. So let's not talk two hours about Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Let's get the hell out of here, huh? 
All right. Well, if that's the case, then Josh, you you, you do our outro. So take it away. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just uh, I'll reiterate that I've been training with on third strike with Elena and Jane. You seen? I challenge you both. Okay. Uh, very soon. I want to oh. fucking fight you because uh, I got all her moves floating in my head. Uh, the little quarter circles, the little half circle forwards, and all that. It's uh, it's like Chinese arithmetic. Because you never ever thought you'd seen the dragon sagging. Life is cheap. I bow when I greet. Jay, let's take it to the street. Oh my, oh my fucking <laughs> Let's God. get ready to rumble! Outstanding. Uh... Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Combat Time Podcast. You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!